Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Untying the Knot on everything single motherhood and divorce. I'm Britt. And I'm Hannah. And if you desire more purpose in your life and you are ready to kick that past baggage to the curb and discover what is keeping you stuck so you can get unstuck, then you're in the right place. Let's chat. Well, hey guys, thank you again for tuning in today. We are talking about single motherhood, business, pushing the status quo. And before we get into that, I want to bring out my co-host, Britt. How are you today, Britt? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. Yo, I am geeking out over today's guests that we have. (laughs) (laughs) I I know, right? Oh my gosh. So we might as well get right into it. We have Tiffany here and you guys, I have followed Tiffany for a year now. I actually first found her on a different podcast and she's a single mom. She's in business. And Tiffany, honestly, you were the first single mom I saw that was like not settling. Like Like you Mm -hmm. gave me hope and inspiration that like, I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. (laughs) Like I, I didn't have to like, let the, the stigma and the shame and the loneliness and brokenness Mm -hmm. that single moms fall into. I didn't, I was already starting to fight that stigma, but like you were embodying it and that gave me so much inspiration. So you guys, um, you're in a treat in, in for a treat today. So Tiffany, why don't you come on out and, you know, share with us a little bit about you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Hannah and Brittany for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So I'm Tiffany Chung. I am uh, the business activation coach. So I run my own business. I am also an author. I'm also a single mom. And really where my journey started was exactly what Hannah said was when I decided that I wasn't going to settle for the life that I was living any longer. I wanted to change my reality and I wanted to completely transform what had been my life for so long, which was struggling, being on food stamps, barely making it month by month, yeah. and constantly feeling I was either relying on, you know, whether it was welfare or, you know, reaching out to my parents or people around me. I really wanted to be able to build a better life for my daughter. And I wanted to be able to show her that there's so much that she can reclaim as hers in terms of her power with her energy, with the way that she shows up in the world and be unapologetic about it. Um, So that's really when I started. My journey was when I became a coach. I started my own business. I began to work on my mindset. I began to leave so much of the mindset that I had in the past, which was filled with a lot of fear a lot of Mm -hmm. scarcity and really be able to step into what is now my new identity going from being, um, you know, someone that was in survival mode and victim mode all the time to Mm -hmm. someone that is taking full responsibility of her life and reality, creating financial freedom. I was just able to take a two week trip to Hawaii Mm -hmm. with my daughter, which I never thought would be possible. And, um, just in a little over two years, I've crossed over $600,000 of sales revenue in my own business, which is insane. And it's been so beautiful creating this freedom, not just financially, but 
but in every single way in my life, just expanding and tapping into the overflow of love and of joy and of fun and pleasure and all of the good things that we all desire and are worthy of in this lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. It's really just been so fun. I feel like a year ago you were in a different place, you know, like when I first started following you, um, it just seems like, I don't know, just recently, like maybe it's Hawaii. Maybe that's like really the energy (laughs) of Hawaii is just like really vibing through, but I just, yeah, I've just, so you've just inspired me in so many ways. So, um, thank you for sharing all that. Do you think like, so I know in my own like journey of like where, like there's those pivotal moments, right. Where you're like, before you change your life for the better, do you think that there was, was there a moment for you where you, that was like your rock bottom moment that you're like, Whoa, I need, something's got to change. Cause I feel like people hear these stories so often. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, what they, you know what I mean? Do you get where I'm trying to go with that? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. There was definitely a pivotal moment for me. There were so many, I I feel like the universe had to like keep hitting me with them. I know (laughs) I was like, okay, 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 okay. Because you know, and I was just talking about this on a live earlier today where, um, we, our comfort zone, mm-hmm. just because it feels comfortable to us, doesn't mean that it's healthy for us. My mm-hmm. comfort zone was a toxic on and off relationship yeah, where mm-hmm. we were both not good for each Preach. other, you know, <laughs> and I was stuck in this way of living and yeah, it was to me comfortable, right? I think we think mm-hmm. of comfort zone and we're like wrapped up in our blanket mm-hmm. in bed, but no, our comfort zones can be created by honestly, really toxic and unhealthy situations that are not serving us. So absolutely. I think, I think one of my biggest moments was when her dad and I got into such a big, like argument and we were just so like we were just like going at each other that the cops ended up being called um and there was like there was so much that was um like perpetual that we both like perpetuated in each other that we both like took out on each other right we were young Mm. we were uh in this relationship that we didn't know how to handle with a newborn and so we were constantly stressed out we were constantly arguing right it was definitely on both ends and I remember this moment where I was holding my my daughter's name is Alaska um so I was holding Alaska in my arms she was sitting on my lap. I think she must have been like eight, like no more than nine months old. She was a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the cop was talking to me. I don't even remember what he was saying. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He was like, this doesn't, he said, so, so he didn't have to say this to me, but he was like, this doesn't have to be the way that like your life continues. Like this, oh, this doesn't wow. have to like, wow. whatever. And then I remember my daughter, like looking up at him and just like smiling and laughing. Cause she's a baby and she yeah. didn't know what was happening. Right. And I think like in that moment, um, I was like, I was like so out of it. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I was like, okay, if things have to get to like such an extreme level, like I really have to start making some shifts. Like, is this the actual example and life that I want my daughter to live in for the rest of her life? Right. I was like, no, it's not, this is not the way that I want things to be. I I don't want her to grow up and think that she has to settle for barely making by being in a relationship that where she's not completely um, appreciated and respected and, and loved right just because it's what is um familiar right and so I remember then you know just like crying and breaking down and um I remember I had several nights like that where I was like things have to change things have to change and things didn't change overnight like (laughs) things were not different in a week things were not different in a month but gradually they began to 
look different because I started to think differently. Mm, I started yeah. to show up differently in my life. Right. Um, I started to in my own way, not as much as I do now, but looking back, I can realize in my own way, I was starting to realize that my circumstance was not going to dictate the rest of my life. My thoughts and my energy and my feelings, and then my actions would dictate the rest of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So coming from that place, I then began to make tiny shifts, make tiny decisions, and they all kind of accumulated into um, me beginning to transform. That's, That's awesome. Beautiful. I think it's such a great way to like, just saying that and honoring the shit that you went through and being open and honest about it. I honestly think, well, thank you for that. And also it gives room for other people. Cause I think so often we can see people on Instagram and be like, oh, they're successful. They've got this great coaching business. They must've not had to go through any hard. And like, when you can right. like honor that and, and, and come out and say that, I think it just gives more room for people to do the same. So thank you. Uh. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And I relate so much to your story. Cause I was, I think you were 19 when you had Alaska, right? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was three days away from my 19th birthday when I had Amberly <laughs> and same situation. We actually just recorded an episode about my journey into single motherhood. And my first aha moment was when Amberly was nine months old too. So like, it's crazy oh, wow. that the timing of those things are the same, but I can totally relate to those feelings of just like, just knowing like, this is not the life I'm supposed to have. Like, this is not, this mm -hmm. is not where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is not for me. Like, I'm not okay with this, but there comes a point, like, I think so many people get it wrong where they try to change the external things first without realizing yeah. that they need to do internal healing work. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess kind of, I guess I, I'm kind of wondering like, what kind of advice would you give to someone who, you know, wants that change and knows that there's more for them, but like, where, where should they start? Like, what would you recommend? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the first thing to recognize, and this is not always easy to <laughs> accept is that you are the creator of your own reality. Every mm -hmm. single thing you create is created by you. Right. And so when I mean that, what, what I mean is that we are not actively choosing abuse and toxic relationships and shitty situations. None of us, none of us are doing that necessarily. Right. But subconsciously we have decided based on a belief, whether we're not worthy, whether there's no one else out there that's going to love us. Right. We've been, mm -hmm. you know, gaslighted into believing that we're, you know, not going to find someone who's going to be good enough, or there's no other good people out there in the world. Right. Whatever we believe it's like a project. Think of like a movie projector in the back of your head. It's constantly, constantly shining something and everything gets filtered through our subconscious mind um, into our reality. So by the time we're living in our reality, it's already been predetermined by the thoughts and the beliefs that we have about ourselves, about yeah. love, about our relationships, about the world, about money. And so every single thing it's filtered through that. We're constantly sending signals to the universe based on our actions, whether it is something that we continue, we want to continue happening or not. It continues, um, 
it continues coming back to us based on our decisions, based on our energy, based on our thoughts, based on our beliefs. So the first thing is identifying and realizing that you are the creator of your own, re your own reality and taking responsibility for what you've already created, right? The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. And then taking your power back and realizing that you can create your reality into something completely different, right? You, if you have the power to create things that are not, not the lifestyle you want to live, you also have the power to create the ideal dream reality of where you'd like to be, right? Mm, so there's yeah. so much power in realizing that. And I think another thing that's really, really important that is also uncomfortable, all of this is really <laughs> uncomfortable work, <laughs> is looking exactly at the thoughts and the beliefs and the feelings, all of this that we've created in our heads around what we know in our life, right? So let's just take money, for example. I just got off a client call with one of my clients who is also actually a single mom. And <laughs> she had her she had her first son at the age of 20, I believe. And she was telling me, Tiffany, I, I feel like I'm there's still something that's holding me back. And through coaching, we were able to uncover, she still holds on to this identity of, I am the strong, independent mom that needs to handle everything. She mm -hmm. wasn't allowing extra support from the universe and people around her, even though the universe was showing her so many different ways of abundance and she was still and she makes a six-figure income um in you know in just on a daily basis and she still feels um like oh my gosh I have to be in charge of everything there's there's not enough left over and I was reminding her there are people that make more than her and and are even more scared and have even more fear and scarcity and people who make less than her that are even more secure and abundant in their money it yeah. always comes back to the way that you perceive things mm -hmm. with your energy with your thoughts and I think that when you realize that the action, whatever you end up taking, whatever you end up needing to do means less. Not that it it's less important necessarily, but you can end up doing anything and the power is yours, right? Because yeah. you're feeling and stepping into this identity of yourself that's no longer the struggling and broke single mom or, mm -hmm. you know, wherever you are in your life. And this was a really tough one for me. I had to realize how it was benefiting me to continue holding on to that identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, There was a oh. lot that yeah. I benefited from the shock value of telling my story, <laughs> mm -hmm. the camaraderie that came with being broke and yep. being a single mom, <laughs> the complaining, right? Misery loves company. Absolutely. So all of my friends and my environment back then were also other broke, single young moms because I mean, I'd lost so many of my friends that like yeah. couldn't relate to me anymore. Yeah. And just mm -hmm. were com living completely different lives. As a young 20 year old, everyone is out discovering themselves. And I was just bitter at yeah. home changing diapers mm -hmm. and breastfeeding and so upset that all mm -hmm. my friends could do these things and I, I couldn't right and so I had to realize how it was benefiting me in order to change the story into who I wanted to become yeah mm -hmm. that benefiting thing is so good because I recently have had that realization too it's like I've been telling myself this story about how I benefit from my pity party. I benefit from feeling bad. Like I get to feel bad for myself 
because I've had all these shitty things happen to me that I never acknowledged that I didn't let anybody else acknowledge. And so now as an adult, it's like, oh, I get to feel sorry. I mean, and not so much now because I'm healing and working through it, but like, Mm -hmm. there's still things that come up all the time. We say Mm -hmm. all the time, healing is not linear. And so so that's just like, I'm, you know, I so relate to that because it's very much so like, wow, nobody, nobody like, nobody felt bad for me. And now I get to feel bad for me. Yeah. So I'm going to throw myself a pity party 24 seven. And it's like, no, that's not benefiting me. That's making my life harder. And <laughs> we don't want a harder life, Hannah. So come on. So I pull up, you know, I pull my little Hannah and I pull my big Hannah and I'm like, let's do this together. Let's go be better. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, man, the, the benefits of the struggle sometimes when that's all you're used to, especially if, yeah, you know, you've grown up, like I had, I had parents that my dad, he, he, he has, he has a whole childhood crazy story, but, um, you know, it was one of those things where like he overcame so much. And so then it was like a constant comparison. Like, you know, I, my life, you know, my childhood wasn't as bad as his. So like, it's okay or whatever, you know, yeah. and, and that's not mm-hmm. fair. That's not fair either. <laughs> so right. yeah, the, mm, yeah. You don't, yeah, crazy. You don't, yeah, you don't even realize like how much like a subconscious thing that is. Like yes, I remember exactly. when I first, like when I filed for divorce back in 2019, like, and like, you know, I threw my first share of pity party that first year. And when <laughs> I finally hit that rock bottom moment where like, I was like, okay, like something's got to change. Um, I've got to change the narrative when I, I picked up the book, um, the universe has your back by, um, G- Gabby, uh, Bernstein. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing that work. She has a lot of journaling work in there. And I was like, shit, like, <laughs> I didn't realize just how deep, like this, like how deep, like things that I thought I healed, like from way back, like well before my toxic relationship, my toxic marriage, like it was just, it's, it's an awakening in a sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it is completely an awakening. And it's, it's crazy the type of stories that we will tell ourselves, honestly, just based on what we know. Right. And there's so much, so many of us like you, before you picked up that book, like some of us just didn't have the resources mm-hmm. and based on like your, um, just, like so many things, right. Like there's so many minority communities that, um, and especially like children of immigrants, like I'm a daughter of immigrants, like your ancestors literally had to fight to survive. Right. And so yeah. this gets passed down in your bloodline and that scarcity is literally ingrained in who you are and your family Mm -hmm. and and everything that you live and breathe right so it's very difficult to break out of that when that is literally in your dna and that gets passed down from generation to generation um and so for, for people of color, for people who have been in oppressive situations, there is even more to break through. Um, yeah. And that is not impossible work, right? It, it, yeah. But it is something that we need to recognize as well. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've seen you talk before about um, your past life. Have you've done past life regressions, mm-hmm. right? Oh my yeah. God. I think that's so cool. Like, I think it's like doing that. I've like that just work. recently been learning about past life stuff and generational, you know, like what you're talking about with literally the trauma literally being passed down on a genetic level. Um, I find it so interesting. And now I'm like constantly questioning, like I was getting on an airplane yesterday and I have never been nervous about airplanes, airports. I've always, when I'm traveling alone or just with my daughter, like I'm very much so aware of my surroundings Mm -hmm. at all times. 
But yesterday, like before we boarded, I kind of started to be like, like, like get anxious actually almost like, and I never have. And I was like, as I've like been exploring different spiritual things, I'm like, like, what if this is some like past life circumstance? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. This would probably is. It's just so it's wild to me how, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you're comfortable sharing about past life stuff, but like, I would love to, I literally open book. There's like nothing I keep to myself. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I've had three past lives. I, I, that I looked into, we all have so many more, right? So I have a friend that was also, I was also starting to have panic attacks on planes. Um, and I, I connected it to me because I saw myself die in a past life and I saw myself die in an entrapped space in a cage, right? So you actually feel sometimes you're, because you're in hypnosis, um, sometimes people are crying or screaming, or you feel everything in your body. So it, you kind of have to be ready for it. You don't want to <laughs> just throw yourself into a past life regression. You want to really be ready and you want to feel called towards it. So that can be a calling, right? Starting yeah. to feel fears or understanding fears that you've had maybe your whole life, right? So for you, it's like more of a recent thing, but maybe there's something you've always been afraid of. Um, for my friend that was also having anxiety on planes, she ended up having a past life regression. She was fully ready to open and receive. And she was actually a bird that was trapped in a past life and used essentially wow. for research, right? So she used wow. to be able to be free and wasn't. And connecting that, I feel like helps so much. There's wow. so much That's that crazy. we can't explain with our logical brains and that we can't just piece together. And when you dive into your past lives, like I've realized so much about why I came to this lifetime as a queer Asian American <laughs> single woman, single mom. Um, and woman, because in a past life, I was a man and and I did a lot of like terrible things. And so there were a lot of things that I feel like in this lifetime, I am learning and I'm embodying and the love that I'm spreading is like the reason why I'm here, why my soul Mm -hmm. chose this lifetime. Um, So it's really, really powerful. I was also a, like a a fairy that led this beautiful land and it was very like mystical and colorful. And after I saw that, all my brand colors changed. (laughs) I don't know if you <laughs> I did. with me and seen that. Yes, yeah, I did. So all of my brand colors are based off of that land that was oh, very cool. mystical and colorful and beautiful and welcoming and loving. And so I think that once my brand colors shift and also once I did that and stepped into that, everyone also felt so welcoming in my space and said my energy had shifted. It's just because I, I know so much more now. Um, and I'm even so now able to cool. be seen. I just ask and call in my spirit guides and I channel um, flashbacks from my past lives especially when something doesn't make sense. I just get like, I ask for it and I just get like a flash of it or I can put myself in a deep meditative state and just kind of like poke around in that past life and figure out like, why is this happening? Cause I have two karmic relationships, um, my daughter and her dad that we Mm. both have had past relationships in past lives with. And it makes sense so much the conflict that we're meant to ease in this lifetime. That's so, so crazy. where do you, where do you go? Like, do you go, I'm sure you go to somebody that's like licensed that does yeah. that. Is so that, I'm does also, that yeah. So I'm also, there isn't a license for it, but I'm a Reiki practitioner. And so my okay. Reiki master also does past life regressions. So there's mm-hmm. a certification for it. Um, okay. and there are, you want to make sure you go to someone who is really knowledgeable in this area and has done several past life regressions. Like you just want to make sure that you're in the right hands. Yeah. Um, so I really trust 
posted my, you know, Reiki master and, um, you can search, you know, past life regression, uh, either I would search on Instagram. Maybe you can like check out their page. Um, but yeah, I would definitely like do your research and find someone that you so, really connect with and, and you'll yeah. feel it. You'll feel like that pull. Oh yeah. That person is the one. <laughs> That's it. Well, it's my mom. When I was I think I was six months older. So my mom was walking through target and some lady comes up to her and she was like, Oh my gosh, like, that's a beautiful baby. You have there. She was born on the cusp of a sign. Wasn't she? And my mom was like, I don't know, January 20th. Like, and she was like, Oh yeah, that's the first day of Aquarius. And my mom was like, Oh wow. Okay. This is like, <laughs> she, she got goosebumps. And my mom's like raised very conservative Christian, like doesn't uh-huh. really, I think now she's kind of more like open to like, yeah, there's all kinds of things out there. Yeah. Um, but at the time she was very much so like, this is strange, but like, okay. <laughs> and then the uh-huh. lady goes, you know, she has a really, really old soul. Like she's meant to do great oh, things wow. when I'm six months old That's and crazy. every once in a while, my mom will talk about that. And so as I've delved into more spiritual stuff, heard about past life stuff, I'm like, now I'm really curious, Yeah. but I'm, I'm also really, too. I'm also like really intimidated. <laughs> like it seems yeah, like a lot, it, but I'm yeah. curious. It can feel really intimidating, um, but also like most of the past life regressions only last for uh, only, (laughs) but it's like three (laughs) hours or four hours, right? So you're not able to go into every single one of your past lives. That would be exhausting, but I feel like spirit guides you into seeing the ones that are maybe the most relevant in that moment. I do plan to do more past life regressions in the past, in the future so that I can look into more past lives that I've had. Um, so I feel like as long as you have, you know, you're led by your spirit guides and you're led by the universe and you really call on that before you will be led to exactly what you can handle and what you need to learn in, in this time in your life. That's amazing. Uh So So I have, so a question popped up in my head. This is kind of going back to when you were saying like doing like that inner work and stuff, because Hannah and I talk a lot about that and there's so many different ways that you can do it. Right. But I think the biggest thing that we'll hear from people that are, because a lot of our listeners are like just beginning their journey of whether it's like divorce or single motherhood or even both. And Mm -hmm. I hear a lot from them is like, yeah, I know, like, I know I have to do the inner work, but, but how? So like, what would you say would be like when you started that inner work, like, was there something that you did first that really like skyrocketed it off for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Honestly, I feel like I started with books and podcasts. I think that's a really good and easy, free, accessible Mm -hmm. way of starting the work. I don't, I wouldn't say start and end there. Like don't end there. (laughs) There's so much more that you can dive into, but I would say if you're just starting out and this is kind of intimidating and you're not really sure, and you don't really know what to do. um, I would start with looking at, you know, spiritual self-help books. Um, I really loved Discover Your Dharma by Sahara Rose, really understanding your soul's purpose. That one is really good. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein has a a ton of incredible Mm -hmm. books. I just read one of her most latest, uh, most recent ones. She's really good. Um, There are a couple others I can't think of off the top of my head, but I would first, maybe even before that, just call on the universe and call on what you believe, right? Call on your spirit guides, call on your angels, your guardian angels, God's source, and really just ask for support in um, making the 
not the right, because there's no right way to do it, but making this the first aligned step that makes most sense for you. And I promise you, you're always mm. going to receive support <laughs> from the universe when you ask for it. Always, yeah. always, mm -hmm. always, always, always. Even if you ask for something on like, what decision to make and you don't hear anything that is an answer too um, but <laughs> yes. i promise you're gonna be led in some way or another i promise like some a coach is gonna pop up on your your yep. instagram maybe it's yep. you listening to this episode yeah. right i have so many episodes on my podcast the social reset podcast on how i've stepped out of victimhood and manifestation and doing that inner healing work and how it's transformed my life how it could transform yours um there's so many ways in which I feel like the universe, you know, gently guides us in one direction or another, maybe go to the bookstore and just wander into the section of self-help and really reclaiming your power, just seeing what stands out to you, right? Start yeah. reading some of the summaries mm, there. If you are just taking action towards like truly yes. committing to wanting to do the inner work and changing your life. I promise you the universe will 110% support you in all the ways. And it probably won't be in the ways that you expect, but it'll be in the most, um, maybe subtle or really big <laughs> ways that you will receive. If you are open to receiving, mm -hmm. you will always receive. Yeah. That's the difference so between true. wishing, wishing for a change and doing doing for a change, right? Like that's yeah. the difference when you do, that's when the universe opens up. I couldn't agree with right. you more. Yeah. And, and, and doing and is sometimes just asking those questions or asking mm -hmm. for guidance. Like it, you don't have to try to trial and error everything. At least that's how I feel, you know, like there are certain, th of course, there are going to be things that you try that don't work out, but, um, definitely sometimes it's just like, what, what book are you being called to called to, or I know I have, I you know, that. people will pop up on my Instagram, like sponsored or, um, like suggested follows or whatever. And yeah. it's like, you know, no, my, my, my energy, I'm not being drawn to that person. So like you can mm -hmm. choose who you follow on social media. That's, that's like a whole nother conversation for another day, <laughs> but like yeah. you could, you could pick who is in your circle. And I think that's a big thing too, when it comes to healing work is making sure that the people that are surrounding you are people that are, um, uplifting you, you know, like if you're yeah. trying to be a better person and you have all these people pulling you back and holding you down, like it's going to make it much more difficult and just getting in different circles, surrounding yourself by different people that led me to this podcast, honestly, like create, I never thought I'd create a podcast mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. here we are a, a year later, like doing the damn thing and changing lives along the way. And I love it. You know, you never know I, a year ago. I never thought I would be someone that like, I, I, I was not recognizing my strengths and I was not recognizing my, um, my value and what I could bring to the world. And stepping up and asking the universe, like, okay, I know that there's more for me. What, what next? Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I, um, I heard you on, it was the mind your business podcast where mm -hmm. one of the things you said was, uh, this is happening for me, not to me. And that was yeah. like a light bulb moment for me. And then I got the book, you're a badass at making money. Cause it was yeah, on sale. And I was like, I want to be a badass at making money. So I bought it at Target <laughs> and like those two things. And then it was like, I don't know, two weeks later, Britt DM'd me. It was like, Hey, do you want to start a podcast? And I'm like, sure. Why wow. not? <laughs> so it just, that's amazing. Yeah. It's just uh, man, it's just, it's a wild journey. All of, yeah. all of this is just such a, such a cool journey. Yeah. For sure. It's beautiful.
So tell us where can our listeners find you? Yeah. So I hang out the most on Instagram. Um, I am on Instagram at tiffanychung.co. That's C-H-E-U-N-G. And then I also have my own podcast. I upload every single week on Mondays. I would say that's a really good start to Mm -hmm. understanding more about what I teach and energy and changing your reality. Um, And a lot of it is also geared towards people who want to start their own online business and become coaches. Um, So I also, you know, mix in manifestation with starting your business as a new coach, how to manifest more money and abundance and align clients. And so I talk about all of that on the social reset podcast that's on Spotify, Apple podcasts, anywhere that you listen. And yeah, I'm always, I'm always happy to connect with uh, new people and listeners and, and people who are committed to changing their reality as well. Listeners, if you are picking up what we're all putting down is like, I feel like we've kind of set the tone of like investing in yourself some way, shape or form is the, the best way to open yourself up to the universe. However, that may look for you. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel good. I feel like we could talk forever. There's so many I things know, to this talk is about. So good. <laughs> thank you so much, <laughs> Tiffany. Yes. Thank you, thank you for, for coming me. on. Oh, it's been a joy. All right. Well, listeners, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. All right. Peace. Well, thanks for chatting with us today, you guys. It was such a great episode. Uh, But before we go, Britt, you said we had a listener question. Uh, Yeah. How can they support the podcast? Well, that's a great question Uh, to help us grow our community and impact others' lives. You can leave us a tip. You can review, subscribe, or share with a friend. And when you're ready to step into full alignment in every area of your life with who you're truly meant to be, uh, go follow Glowing With Growth Retreat on Instagram. 